Anvi, what time is it? Um, what? What time is it? I don't... You you tell me. I was gonna say T minus seven days to school, but I probably should have phrased that better. Was that your dramatic in- intro? No, I was gonna talk, say something really dramatic about India, like, from the Ganges oh. to West Bengal. I had it all written out, but I think we should probably not cover that now and scar people. <laughs> So this is take two of a recording because, okay, you know. <laughs> let's not it's, even talk about you, it. A, the that, first that was recording a... was kind of a mess. It was, yeah, it was, uh, okay. Anyways, hey guys, welcome back to No Apologies. We forgot to say the catchphrase last episode. You know, I was going to say it, but then you cut me off. Oops. Yeah. Just cut me off next time. <laughs> It'll equal out physics. Force of yeah. out. Newton's third law. You have to okay. do that in a week. Just thought okay, I should remind you. Please don't talk. I don't need to hear that right now. It is you. <laughs> Anyways, so yeah, this is us. I once again, I said this last time in our first take, but I will say it again because you won't be hearing that. I'm so sorry for your ears after last week's episode. I know it was entertaining, <laughs> but I switched between way too many, one too many accents. I laughed way too much, and it, it was, was a 11, fun recording. 11:30 ish, and it was 12 by the time we wrapped up. So. Now you know. Yeah, I mean, you know, sometimes you just gotta let loose and have fun, so. Which we did. But you guys also seem to enjoy us embarrassing ourselves, so more (laughs) to come, because I have more than half a diary left if we ever need to retouch that. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so today we are talking about mental health in the Daisy community. A much-discussed topic among young individuals. Especially nowadays. I think uh-huh. there's been more emphasis. And I've seen... A, okay, have you watched that new Indian reality TV show? Indian, Indian matchmaking on Netflix? I think I'm afraid that, to. So my mom and I, as a joke, she wanted me to take a break. Because I, I woke up at 8 or something and I was already working. She was like, no, you're going to watch... <laughs> something with me on television for 10 minutes while you eat breakfast so I did that and she put on Indian matchmaking I don't want to be mean but Aparna girl what are you doing with so many shoes okay and she's like I have I have no demands and then she gives this huge list of what has to be the perfect men like no flaws whatsoever it's Ready to follow her at the drop of the hat. Needs to dress well. He doesn't have to be funny, though. He just has... I don't... I, okay, I that is, w- like, a perfect description of the AC culture. <laughs> like, I don't have expectations, but here's the list of them. Oh, wow. Deep. Anyways, yeah. yeah I, I only got, in like, ten minutes of that. And then I kept, I kept seeing a bunch of these posts on, like, Indian matchmaking, just ch- telling it how it is. Hashtag Daisy culture. Uh, and whatnot, because apparently this one guy has rejected, like, a hundred girls for marriage, and then this Aparna lady. She lives in Houston, by the way. Lovely. So we can go visit her. We should go say hi. Like, hey, Aparna, if you ever want to collab with us, like, I'd be down. <laughs> a 34-year-old lawyer and two 16-year-olds on a podcast. That would be that, fun. That's comic gold, right? Yeah, there. that is that is good. Yeah, so 
Barna, if you're ever listening, if you're listening to this, we're open. Post pandemic, shouldn't we be concerned if she's listening to this? No, because you you did kind of just roast her. No, I I I, I <laughs> for the drama though. Okay, I've only watched <laughs> ten minutes. There's eight more episodes. I mean, this. okay, For all you know, I might do a complete one eighty, and you could be my favorite person. We'll check in next time and let you know the update on that. If I get to it, like if I was watching Kissing Booth two, I stopped halfway in. It's been a oh week, my god, dude! That and I still sh- haven't finished it. It doesn't need to be finished. It should just be left there. They're I making a third the, movie. They already made a third movie. They're playing uh, to all the boys. First, they pulled it to all the boys with the John Ambrose and like Marco situation. I think Marco. Okay, but a love triangle. It's like it's a it, it's a common theme through all romance. So I yeah, get yeah, like, but but it, it, nothing's Netflix is just making me angry. Yeah. Oh my god, the acting, I could not. <laughs> and it's a Wattpad book. I don't know, guys. Like, we love Wattpad. Our book just hit 1k reads on Wattpad, which is amazing. But also, why is Wattpad... Everything is so stereotypical. Like, it has to be a bad boy. After, mm-hmm. which, which features a bad boy character... They're making a sequel. A They've made a sequel. They're making a third. Oh my god, no. <laughs> and then this freaking... Kissing Booth, bad boy as main protagonist. But you know what you should read? Royal Codes by Kira on <laughs> Wattpad. Marcel well, is kind not of, a bad it's the boy. Same, it's, the, it's not a bad boy, but it's the same deal. So, you know. If it interests you, go ahead. If not, check out Quarantine yeah, by Annie Chan. <laughs> I assure you, Ash... Usher and Anthony are far from the bad boy type. They are like no close to Noah or Harden from. It's a refreshing twist, so I think you should go check it. We like them, anyways. Yeah, the the only I the only thing I wanted to watch finish the Diary of Wimpy Kid series and um on Disney Plus. I haven't gone to that either. Did you know there's literally? I forgot there was a song called "Loaded Diaper in Your Face" in the second movie. Oh come on! That that is just I forgot that was a song though. I knew. How did you forget the main thing of that? I know. I just I finished the movie and I texted on me at one, and she's like, "Iconic." <laughs> yeah, so I haven't watched anything much. I've watched a few things with my family, and then a friend of mine has gotten me to watch a few episodes of anime with him, which is fun. But anyways, mm-hmm. yeah. So sorry. I I know we totally went off topic there. Yeah, I don't know how we got to this point. I don't know. But backtracking. Back yeah, we started with Indian matchmaking. Yeah, so yeah, I yeah. think I was what I was trying to do is tie into the fact that today we're gonna discuss Daisy community, but in two distinct ways. Because I've lived in India before this for seven years and I've seen a completely different in, not completely different because they're all obviously shared values. At the end of the day, we are Indian. Mm-hmm. There's um I think talking about the distinction between the Indian community in India versus the Indian American community over here. Mm-hmm. So starting off, um, here's here's my consensus about at least where we live. Academics still plays a big role, and look, there's still stereotypes, right? Um, yeah. Like I remember when I moved here, for some reason, Fowler, like, our older school, didn't get allow me to skip a math level, which most Indian kids over here do. It's kind of the norm to skip yeah. one math level ahead. So I was in eighth grade, math um, during eighth grade, and then 
soft freshman year rolled around and I was in algebra one just remember like several people they were like okay Anissia would you get on the geometry quiz and you're like, like no uh, I'm not uh, in geometry question mark <laughs> and immediately like surprised Pikachu face for every single person I've checked like you're like you're not in geometry but you're Indian could one girl was like, oh, no, Anissia, you're just smart. And I was like, you were going to say Indian, weren't you? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, so that's It's a different issue that now I'm doing pre-cal this year. And I am doing AP stats this year because I eventually did skip a year ahead over the summer. But my point is, it's just that stigma, you know, like you, you need to follow this. Academics is still a thing. If you're Indian, you're smart. So I know right now, both of us are struggling with our SAT score. Mm. Like, our SAT score isn't bad, guys. It's above the national average. It's not... Okay, the thing is... The thing is... Yeah, yeah. you go. We have to compete against people our age that are scoring much higher than the national average, which means we have to score much higher. My friend in Austin just sitting there with a 1580. 1580! Wow! Smirking. You thought. Yeah. You love that for us. I just, I just want fifteen hundred plus. That's so hard to ask. Like I'm not I even know. asking for a sixteen hundred. Everyone's like sixteen hundred, sixteen hundred. I'm like, bro, give me a fifteen hundred plus. So that's one thing, guys. Academics within the Daisy community is so forced upon. Like I, f- I feel like it's not even our parents. Sometimes we're all, all self-driven at some point. We're, you were built into that stigma, like that mindset. Like, oh my gosh, this is how I'm going to build my future. Of course, it's been it, it's important. I'm not saying yeah, grades don't matter. Yeah, grades yeah. do matter. Point but is... we take it to next level. I mean, sometimes my mom will look at me. and She's like, "You have no need to be this stressed. Like, it really." <laughs> you're, you're... Yeah, my mom's like, "You're taking five APs. Do you want to die?" And I'm like, "Everyone else is taking six, mom." I know. I'm like. I, I'm pressured into taking classes that I know I will not do well in, you know, but, like, everybody I else is taking them. I theater because I was like, oh, my God, this is going to affect my GPA. I can't do theater and debate at the same time. So that's that's a big sad moment because I <laughs> yeah. genuinely was like, theater, yay. And then all of a sudden, the only connection I have is listening to Broadway music while I do homework now. Well, it's still there. Yeah, it's still there. I mean, you quit band, but that was that was for an entirely different reason. Yeah, band's stressful. Mm-hmm. No idea how you did that for an entire year. I don't. I don't know how juniors do it. Honestly, I, they're ooh, I don't no know. sleep whatsoever. Yeah, that's all I'm gonna say. Right. So and then okay. So we talked about academics, but then you have extracurriculars, which are another force altogether. Yeah. Okay. See, here's the thing. This uh-huh. is the, correct me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. but at least when our parents were growing up, my mom would tell me their main focus in school was school and like getting into college mainly was focused on grades. If it's the same now, it's not the same now. Okay. Okay. And I think thing for my parents as well, it, they did the cricket. My mom was a prefect and whatnot. Like I asked them the other day, cause I was genuinely intrigued. I was like, do you, did you guys have some unique circuit? Curriculum? Like, yeah, we did have stuff that they had like dramas and all that nice fun stuff. My dad tried out for the cricket team. Um, yeah. My parents, my mom at least, she she didn't grow up like that. They were mainly focused on school and school alone. And, mm-hmm. you know, grades were kind of the only thing that would get you into college. And here it is it's still a huge yeah, portion. Yeah, I think grades is, like, the main thing. Because in India, what you do is, um, for colleges, you have to take entrance exams. Mm-hmm. Like, for us, we don't. We have to do applications. Over there, they yeah. take entrance exams and whatnot. So I know 
bunch of friends right a few friends right now are like oh yeah i'm preparing for GEE or yeah yeah, yeah. iit uh-huh. what because i was supposed to go through all of that and now i'm just like well now oh. we have the sat so you're fine yeah i yeah it all turns <laughs> out i don't have boards anymore i have the sat like, all my friends were talking about their score like oh my god i got this 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 and this 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 and then my mom was talking about this older group where, where she's still on, where everyone's like, yeah, they got blah, blah, blah certificate. And I was just like, okay. Um, <laughs> I went 10 points up on my recent my mock SAT. SAT so there's that. Oh, yeah. Wait, yeah, my mom my mom was like, should I tell them about your AP score? And I was like, D- don't even. Like, don't. don't let them, don't, let them have don't. their moment. Let them have their <laughs> moment, honestly. So, yeah. So that's, that's where. And so I was talking to a recent friend. And because they started school and they're doing online school in India. Mm-hmm. So I said, what's it like? Like, what are you, what have you been up to? And she told me, um, she has, they're trying to do online fests right now. So what in India, what fests are, you have, instead of just having separate competitions for each activity or each extracurricular, you have schools that host other schools and you have fests with different events. So she's gonna be do she's gonna be doing like poetry slam for example, which sounds really cool, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like they have distinct things: they have poetry slam, drama, improv, and fashion designing, modeling, all that fun stuff. So you have dance, obviously, art. I haven't been to one, <laughs> but I'm just naming it. Yeah. So we had like Zenith back at um, my older school. Mm-hmm. So that's all fun. So you have fests, and then you do do teams and extracurriculars. But yeah, it is very academic oriented, and I think at the end of the day, your score is really what pushes you up. Yeah, like your rank. I know in India they still make a huge deal of class toppers, which is like you know valedictorian and whoever which like they has kind the of highest... do here too. Um. But, yeah, 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 they do. But like I know, like at least when I go there, I see literally their faces are posted. <laughs> yeah, like, on newspaper. Because it's a big deal. Because A, I don't know. I'm just, for, at first I'm like, oh, you ranked. Good for you. But then I realized, like, damn, do you, do you know the Indian population on me? Yeah. Of, like, lack and crore students just coming in the top thousand. Like, I know my parents were somewhere in there. And I was like, what? Ow. <laughs> Imagine being that smart. Like, top thousand you'd have to, out of You would have to be ridiculous. Yeah. I know my uncle was like top fifty or something in, in in a few exams, and I was like, "What? What am I doing? I can't get a fifteen hundred yet." Like I get, like I'm just here, like oh, uh, feeling proud about being ranked once, and then all of a sudden I'm like, "Wait, never mind." Like the comp, I mean, like it, the comparability between different things is kind of what sets us off. Like even when we achieve something that is considered good by other people, it's like you look at others and you're like wait they just achieved so much more i shouldn't yeah, even be proud like of what that. i did there's that one i don't know it's not a saying per se but it's like you think you're the best at something and then the mm-hmm. moment you go out you're like you, you realize you're going against much. all the other best yeah i think like for so several things so like for debate for example it's like eh, i forgot there are other people i'm competing against who are exactly just like, as good as me or even better I'd so. win around in class and I'd be like, wow, I feel really good about that. And then you yeah, win I a know. competition and lose then three I'm like, in a row. Oops. <laughs> never mind. But but then again, debate one giving us really far fetched expectations about how competitions would be. Yeah. 
But anyways, you learn and you grow. So I think that's important to recognize. And that's what's important at the end of the day. I think I I like to believe that that hard work that you put in will persevere to a certain extent. So like another friend of mine has been putting a lot of time towards basketball because that's what he likes. He's like, yeah, and this year I'm getting better at this. And I was like, I don't know. I mean, that's 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 how how it goes. goes. That's how it goes. Yeah, so I think what our point is about the Daisy community is that we are extremely driven to a mm-hmm. point where it is kind of damaging. And it, this is a oh, PSA for you. Okay, people. Very touchy topic. I know in Plano, one year, eight people committed suicide because of the stress. Eight. And that was one year. Yeah. I mean, that's... see, I, I'm. That, that's the thing. There is, there's, there's good stress, and then there's, there's passing that threshold where you basically deteriorate and find yourself in the darkest of times, which we yeah. want to avoid. And I think I'm. I'm I'm sorry to say this because I feel like I'm calling out people, but we're part of the problem. Every time we make lists of the top 10 or we compare ranks or we kind of like chide ourselves for, I know a friend, I have a friend, another friend is like, yeah, and see, I got a 99 on that test. I'm like, you it's need, you can't you, need you can't chill you can't go corner yeah you can get a ninety nine not all it's, of it's us okay. are meant for MIT and Harvard and you know what I wish we would acknowledge that more I more just, so than usual like why is Ivy League like the standard for us we need to change it's not that. even it's not it's not that like it's I know a, not a lot of us I mean obviously going to an Ivy League I I think it's more of being able to say that we got in because we're like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm this good to where I'm being accepted by top colleges. I know most of us are not um, to, like expecting to go there. We're, we're going around here, you know, UTD, A&M, um, UT Austin and stuff. I know mm-hmm. UT Austin's a big one we're all reaching for. Yeah. It's, I think it's more of the fact that we let the competition get to us. We don't let the end goal get to us. It's the competition that's scaring us into the places that we tend to recede. It's because we we're, we do we work hard and we accomplish things that seem good at the moment. But then, you know, again, you look around you and you're like, wait, I'm compared to these people. Yeah, I'm, I'm not doing much. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm not doing enough. Like, that's a constant feeling. I'm like, yeah. you're doing enough. Maybe you're doing yeah. way too much. I need, we, have this, we have this argument all the time. Goodness, you're doing way too much. Your focus should be at the end of the day on academics and on just extracurriculars. But then I look at this. I have this one friend. She has five, six officer positions in clubs. Oh, my God. Don't even get me started. I have spent so much time stressing on the fact that I need to do more outside of school. And even my in school, I'm like mediocre. And I, it's, it's stressful to sit and think that you're not doing enough to end up in the place that you know you need to be at the end of the day sometimes i think we stress about not doing enough and that just hinders our entire day and our entire yeah like we're not able to be as accomplished because we're simply stressing about not doing mm-hmm. enough i okay 
they, I wish it could be easy enough to say we should eliminate competition. But in life, it is a constant competition around other people, whether you're racing to get a job, get into college, or, you know, apply for a scholarship, mm-hmm. even outside of the academic field. I'm going to go as far as to say dating, you know, there's not always going to be, it's, it's always a competition. And you can't exactly. Oh yeah, run dating from that. is kind of a competition. It is. You know. Remember freshman year? <laughs> <laughs> oh Sorry. my. Yeah, we're just not. <laughs> I'm gonna say okay. that. Let me just put it out there. I have still been single. <laughs> I am, but. But you know, Anissa is aware of many, many things. That don't call me out like that. It's not no, my fault. I, it's all on you. I thought you were calling out other people. Oh, yeah. That's why um, I laughed. Oh, yes. Yes, I am. But we're not going to go into if you're listening, If you're listening to this, don't text me. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're, we're, not, we're not lying. That's the thing. We're just, okay, moving on. Yeah, so, yeah, anyway. yeah again, I do think that even though most of us aren't technically supposed to date. That's that's another pressure I hadn't thought of. Like, oh my god, let's get a boyfriend. Let's get a girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, that's another high school. Let's have that perfect high school relationship where Dude, we okay. hold I'm hands sorry. and then we break up by the time lunch rolls around. It's Okay, I, I'm sorry, but people who are saying right now that I'm going to die alone. Okay, um, you haven't even... You're not even... I mean, Andy, didn't you hear Anthony Fauci? He said this might be a permanent thing. So, technically, we are not wrong. Yeah, didn't you? Andy, wait, wait, back up. No, say it. Yeah, Anthony Fauci went, this might be a permanent thing, the virus that we just have to work around. Well, yeah, the virus virus isn't going to go away. It's always going to be there. The only thing. The only thing mask in public for the entire CNN told me all of this. I'm just reading it. Okay, no, 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 no. I know, I know. But the virus isn't going to go away. That is impossible. It doesn't just go away like that. The only thing that we can do is adjust and adapt to it. What if I built a time machine and told you I could make it go away? Vaccines, Anisia. We're going to be fine. They're working on a vaccine and it's going to get released soon, hopefully. And it's just going to be like the flu. After a while, it's going to recede, hopefully, and it, we're going to have attempts to fight it and, you know, keep it away from us. Like the flu shot, you know, it's not something we can hide from. The flu is always going to be there no matter what we do to hide from it. And at one point, that was a very deadly disease. And it still is. It kills so many people all, every year. And it's the thing about Corona is it's scaring us because of the dire effects it has because we don't have a way of treating it yet. We don't have a way of prevention yet. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna. I could go off, but anyway. I, I know you literally went off. I was like, we're talking about Daisy community yeah, here, and I she's realized. like, Doctor Andy has to step in I'm and not assure us that everything that. will be all right. <laughs> we'll okay. be okay. No one, no one's stressed about that. So, all right. So moving on. I have no <laughs> idea what just happened there. But I don't either. I kind of went into the zone there. Anyway, anyway. So you t- you walk me through this, and I'll walk you through my side of this. Go for it. I'm going to talk about this meme I saw about, I don't remember anymore, but it was about the Olympics. Do you know, mm-hmm. we haven't, India, <laughs> we've won fewer medals than Michael Phelps combined. <laughs> um, so I saw I this mean, meme and it was like, 
what do we want a gold medal? What do we want our kids to be? An engineer or a doctor? Oh my god, yes. So you walk me through this. Engineer, doctor. I know in India, like humanities, arts, commerce. Eh, pretty if you on it. Like I know more people are steadily taking it as an option, mm-hmm. like humanities, commerce, and art. Like I have a friend who wants to be a fashion designer. Yeah. And I have a friend who at one point was like, yeah, I'm going to be an artist. And now she's all of a sudden taking science. And I'm like, oh, okay, nice. So um, is that kind of a thing here? Because I don't want to, according to you, like I'll say I mine, don't, but you tell me. I do not, I cannot speak for everyone when I say, but I think it's a good mix of both. I know a lot of kids that are being limited to their career options by their parents. And some kids that their parents give them too many options. They're like, do whatever you want to do. And then they're like me and overwhelmed because they don't know what they want to do. And America has a lot of options. A lot of options. And I think it's stressful on both counts because on either side, one side, when they're telling you you have three options, you you don't know if you're going to be grown, if you're going to grow up and be happy with that option. You know, going to work every day and doing something you don't love and forcing yourself to sit eight hours or even more that's that's torture and then on the other side it ends in a better result hopefully but I feel like it's just as scary when you have to you're on your own figuring out everything you know sometimes people go into college realize they actually hate what they chose to do and switch their majors entirely and I think it's the matter of choice or no choice stress is still present on both sides and, yeah, I don't know. hmm So, you have... I still think there's an underlying thing, though. So, if if you were to... Okay, so... No, 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 go for it. Good, no, personal experience. Um, so, my parents are really supportive of me and my mm-hmm. writing. Um, yeah, like, we're getting a self-published. Oh, I, I see. Yeah. And all that. But at the same time, when I first stepped into high school and I told them I was going to major in English... They went, no. Here's the thing. But, 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 but wait. Yeah, and I yeah. know this guy, there's this um, one person in um, our debate class, a senior. Mm-hmm. When, when I told him, like, hey, yeah, um, I don't think I can really major in English and literature. And he was like, why not? And I was like, because according to them, and they're not wrong, a lot of English majors aren't paid enough unless there's, say, professors or something. And he said, okay, what's the big deal about that? And it's hard to explain and put into mm-hmm. words that they left behind a life that they have uprooted it so we could have better opportunities. And my mom makes this point that I think I never really acknowledged until recently. We're used to a certain lifestyle. Yeah. And you need to earn a certain salary to have that certain lifestyle. If yeah. you're a broke writer on the streets trying to make it, you're not going to have the lifestyle I have now. Like, I was able to order clothes the other day. Sometimes we do drive throughs even during this time, when mm-hmm. other people are pressed for money. That kind of lifestyle that you want, that, that there are limited options. So I think sometimes we forget to see the logic behind it. But yeah. then there's, there's that long-standing head versus heart debate. Here's the thing. I feel like we've grown up living a certain way and obviously you know we're not as privileged as some people are and we're definitely much more privileged than other people are and 
I think we've grown up thinking that, oh, you know, as long as I, we, we grew up in a pretty open-minded community. I mean, aside from basic communities, like we're taught in school, you know, you're going to figure out what you do, what you want to study and you're going to go do that. And I feel like some people get lost in the fantasy of, oh, and like, I'm going to do this because I love to do this. And mm-hmm. you should, I mean, if honestly, for me, it's like, it's this we're exposed to some to miracle stories like i know jk rowling the only reason her harry potter series made uh, it through was we're because talking about her what are we talking about her despite the recent scandals i'm i'm just going through what when okay yes jk wait you read her biography <laughs> not... i read her like autobiography and whatnot okay yeah so you tell sorry okay we hear miracle stories about you know authors and singers who made it from the streets to uh success and fame and like overnight because of something miraculous that happened to them and i think we get lost in that fantasy and we're like okay yeah that'll happen to me too and i'll be fine it doesn't matter if i have to struggle for a little while but i think we tend to ignore the fact that some of us are stuck struggling for the rest of our lives for every a successful story for every Broadway star, for every actress, for every actor, for every New York Times bestselling author, for every singer, every dancer, every one million hit YouTube fitness guru. There <laughs> is a million more who have given up on their dreams and then they're left to fend for themselves. So, you know what? I do see the logic behind it. And my parents are like, okay, you know what? How about this? You get your degree. And then maybe after that, if you still want to make your decision about being an author, for example, go for it. But have like a solid degree. Yeah, I think think that's that's an interesting aspect that I wanted to bring to you and get your thoughts on about how that revolves in the Daisy community. I, I feel like the majority is focused on more stability than what would be the word you know what you want to do passion Mm -hmm. stability over passion and I think you know I think the fact that we tend to lean towards stability is both good and bad in the ways that you know it drills into our minds that we need to be able to stand on our own two feet in life and we need to be able to support ourselves and in the future obviously maybe family stuff like that you need to be able to stand on your own two feet and get through this world and I think that's good but I think we do need to find a good balance between stability and passion because there are growing opportunities in this world um, where people can do what they love and still lead a very you know stable lifestyle and and get well paid for doing something that they enjoy doing they want to get up and go do it every day and and I think jobs have become, they're necessary, obviously. And I think we just need to find that balance is what I'm trying to say. We've leaned too much towards one side where it's like, no, only money, money, money. I know when I talk to my grandparents and they're like, oh, what do you want to do? I'm like, oh, I want to be a doctor, blah, blah, blah. They'll be like, okay, good. Just make sure you make money. I'm like, I don't, I don't like that ideology around where everything revolves around making a good salary. I obviously think it's important and it is something that should be an end goal of yours at the end of the day, but it is also important to go into work every day doing what you love. And the balance is important is what I'm trying to say. 
Yeah, I mean, that's an ideological way of looking at it, but money does make the world go around at this point, and it drives mm-hmm. it, and basic, and, like, naked economics is, is fundamentally right. stripped down it's not to what is any an less necessary, but yeah. I do think we need to start, ex- we need to start expanding our mindset, is all I'm trying to say. Okay, yeah, I, I can roll with that. Yeah. So, yeah, that that's just another career path, that's what it looks like within our communities, if you want to look at, say, what have we, we've covered, um, a vast expense of academics, orientation, extracurriculars, career-wise. Um, let's talk physical. Like, physical... Um, Appearance and stuff? Appearances, yeah. All right. So, <laughs> I'm just going to say two words. Very and lovely. Three words. That's but... three words. That's Thank three you very much. But it's there. It's usually this and symbol. So like, whatever. Anyway, okay. <laughs> Let's just start with that. How about this stereo? Okay, we're okay. First of all, Indians, right? We have typical higher level of melatonin than others might. Oh, science. Which, I mean, <laughs> I hope that was the right word. Melanin, melatonin. Oh my god, melanin, not melatonin. Melatonin is the thing that makes you sleepy. Anyway, melanin. Forgive. Mm-hmm pardon my french so melanin it this it's the thing that makes our skin darker and obviously we're closer to the equator which it, it our skin gets Geography. a lot darker yeah to pr- to protect our from the rays right and we've grown up knowing that our skin is tinted darker and it's supposed to be there for our safety but somewhere along the way we got it wrong, and we're thinking the lighter the better. Should I and add in history now that we've talked about go science? For go for it. India was ruled by the British for and colonized by the British for over a hundred years. During this time, those who were fair skinned were a the British because they were the Aryan race and whatnot. So you've you've had this deep rooted insecurity within India that white therefore means better. And then you have fair rulers who were more akin to the British in North India and whatnot. And that's where it all began. You have the British coming in, they're white, they're fair, and therefore we equated fair skin equals to more superiority and more control because that's what they did. And that's where it begins from. And we haven't, unfortunately, gotten rid of that deep-rooted stigma that dark is just as beautiful as light Mm -hmm. and I think the way I mean a lot of us are fortunate to grow up in society that says it's not important but I know at the end of the day we're still exposed to a lot of influences that tell us no 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 no. you need to be more light-skinned or how will you get married you need to be a little skinnier you need to be this tall you can't be too short you need to have you know it never really ends so I I think in India as well um, I don't mean to call out people. I really don't. But this is what this is what's happening. Like the schools I went to, um, like the girl with the girls and the guys both, like the fair guys and the fair girls and the more fit and yeah, I get it. Like physical attraction is important. Woo, mm-hmm. chemicals, hormones, yada yada yada. Yeah, but you gravitate towards the more fair and the more skinnier and the more fit people mm-hmm. and i get it like 
if you come up to me and you're like, okay, um, Anissia, who do you prefer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And for me, for me, it's always been about how do you emotionally connect with someone? And I wish we were able to maybe to certain, I, I get it. I can't change the way you think. But if we were maybe to change that up a bit. So I, you know, fair skin is not that big of a concern in other communities, I want to say, because yeah. I think at one point, Imagine me, um, first grade in this year, I moved from America, and all of a, all of a sudden, um, I see fair, fair and lovely and whatnot. <laughs> this is, this is kind of, I don't want to say sad, but I remember putting, like, this one cream we bought <laughs> that we had at home, mm-hmm. um, because I thought it would make me fair. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I did that. And I think at one point I might have told my more dark-skinned friend that's what I do. And I feel so bad. Because that's the way I thought back then as a first grader who just moved from Minnesota. Yeah. And I was like, okay, yeah, it needs to be fair because that's how it works. I was bullied, so that's maybe another thing that added to it. Oh, okay. But, yeah. yeah. It's like, if I'm fair, maybe I'll make more friends. But that's not how it works, guys. It's really not, and I'm not, like, extremely fair or anything right now either. So, our my point is just a stigma that we wanted to maybe shed light on and discuss and maybe say that is it time, isn't it time for us to go beyond the color of our skin, BLM and whatnot. So, how is being Indian and how is our skin color any different from that? I think inclusivity is growing rapidly Mm -hmm. and I that is something that I deeply admire about our generation we are okay well I know you know things are the society is less focused on a rigid body type now or a rigid skin tone or they need to look like this to be pretty. They need to look like this to be handsome. And I think it's important that that's growing and I admire that it is. But I, we are still finding it difficult to move away from, um, I don't know. I, I'll see things like where girls are saying, or Just I don't know. Yeah, yeah, girls are saying like, um, I'm trying to get the right words. Oh yeah, you. If you guys don't look like Calvin Klein models, we shouldn't have. Oh to yeah, look you've like said Victoria's this before. Yeah. I've said this before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that is an important point to bring up. But like the thing, the the fact that our thinking is like that to where we have to call each other. I I think it's a good thing that we're calling each other out. But the fact that we have to, even this progressive, and we're, I, I don't know. I still think it's. We're growing. I'd like to yeah. believe that there will be change. I, I think it's just like, hey guys, let's let's change the way we think. Let's 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 change the, the fact and, that our skin tone really doesn't matter, and let's mm-hmm. make sure that other, um, you know, maybe small kids moving don't feel pressured to start yeah. putting cream and make sure they're a lighter skin tone, just stuff like that, and. Yeah, I know um, sometimes insecurities do rise, even now. Like, sometimes it will be like, oh, not that fair skin this side. But I, I think 
So it's striking the balance. So that's a big stigma that I like that I think is important to talk about because you have not just girls but guys also bleaching their skin. Okay, Anvi, look at it this way. Did you Krishna in who who's one of the major Hindu gods? His his skin is described as being like the dark inside of a cloud. Mm-hmm. So Krishna is not technically fair skinned. Yeah. Would you, I don't know, discriminate against God? No, you wouldn't. Well, no, you wouldn't. But I think that's because obviously they are put on a pedestal in society and they're above all that, seen so, as no, above no, no, all no. that. So over time, you've changed the skin tone to either be more lighter or the blue color. That That's, that's something right. I watched the other day in this video. So that's my point. The moment you... Uh, see the skin tone that's just a stigma that I've noticed within the Indian community and it's one that I wanted to bring attention to and I wanted to say that let's stop this I don't think it should go on longer one thing I want to add before we wrap up Mm -hmm. change starts with you if you honestly I know a lot of my friends are open-minded thinkers they they obviously they agree with me on the fact that we should be more inclusive we shouldn't be looking towards shouldn't p- be putting so much emphasis on how we look because it's the way we look and we should be happy with it we shouldn't be trying to change it and alter it to fit standards of other people and I think the more people that acknowledge that that's where it really starts to begin to cause a shift in society and yeah I just want to remind you that if you want to change something, it starts with you. And it may not go far, but it is something. It is a difference. And it, you know, making a difference. That's important at the end of the day. So, mm-hmm. so to wrap up, we talked today about the Indian community. We, we kind of compare and contrasted some WAP vocab for you guys. Um, <laughs> two different sides to the Indian community. And Truth be told, it was a little all over the place, but I feel like we got to the main central point about talking about our culture and how uniquely important it is to us because at the end of the day, these are our roots. India is a beautiful country with vivid culture and whatnot. But yeah, we touched upon certain problems and cracks within our society, but who doesn't have that? Yeah. So embrace your differences. Be happy with your parents. And remember to live your life with no apologies. We'll see you next episode. (laughs) Bye. Bye.